0: Welcome to another episode of In Reserve, the Prosperity Podcast, where we focus on all things to do with the Reserve Protocol Stablecoin. My name is Michael, and I'll be your host. Are you ready? Let's get started. First, a word from our sponsors, nobody. Unfortunately, we are currently sponsorless. If you or someone you know is looking to sponsor this podcast, please shoot us a DM on Twitter at InReservePod or an email to InReservePodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. On this episode, I'm going to introduce myself, the podcast, what you can expect in terms of structure-wise going forward, as well as what you can expect to learn from Reserve and the potential guests we might have on and all that fun stuff. So first off, I want to thank you for taking the time to give this podcast a listen. Um, chances are, if you're listening right now, you probably found the podcast off of our Twitter account, which I want to plug real quickly. It's at InReservePodcast. Actually, it's just at InReservePod. Um and please give it a follow please share the podcast would love to try to build the community of reserve protocol rsr rsv as the coin continues to grow and become more popular in the third world countries that it's currently in um so first off my name is michael uh i've been in crypto since about 2014 although very passively uh i came across this app called coinbase uh, I believe it was off Twitter that I was reading about it, somebody on Twitter, I can't remember for the life of me who it was, suggested this new concept called um, Bitcoin, and I decided to go on Coinbase, and I purchased one Bitcoin for probably around $400 at the time, and I was telling uh, my cousin as well as other people that I that I know uh, that, hey, I, I came across this cool concept, uh, I am kind of vaguely familiar with how it works but I think it's got potential. Um, It sounds very good. So I threw about $400 in there and gave it a shot. Um, Fast forward to about 2017, 2018, when everything boomed out of control. And that's when I had forgotten about it since 2014, since I purchased it. Um, Took about a month probably to try to find my private keys, try to find everything. I was fortunate enough to take it off of Coinbase and actually put it into a wallet, um, figure all that fun stuff out. And then from there, I had tried to put together a crypto Twitter, so I made a Twitter account in which I didn't really write anything on it, um, didn't post anything, all I did was I just followed about 300 people uh, that had the hashtag Bitcoin in their account, uh, in their profile, and then went from there, and I started learning more and more about cryptocurrencies, um, obviously rode. The, the boom um, to, I think, the, to the peak in 2017, 2018, uh, it got to a point where it was so out of control uh, that I actually sold it and I was lucky enough to sell near the peak. Um, but again, I only had one Bitcoin, so I didn't really cash out too, too much. Um, uh, although 20 grand is still a lot of money to a lot of people, including myself. Um, and, and, and then I kind of forgot about crypto after that. Um, it got to a point where... Even my dentist was asking me about it to the point where people kind of knew what Bitcoin was but didn't understand anything as to how it worked other than the fact that you could just buy it and it would go up in price later on and you could sell it to convert it back into fiat currency, which kind of defeats the purpose of Bitcoin if you know what it is. Um, So I kind of forgot about crypto uh, from the span of when I sold it uh, at its peak to kind of uh, now to basically when we came across uh, COVID. And uh, and then I kind of looked I live in Canada. Um, I looked at our our government and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and how he basically spins a wheel almost on a daily basis. And whatever the wheel says, uh, he chooses to throw funding at. And I thought to myself, okay, well, this monetary policy is not really sustainable. And at some point um, I'm going to pay for it or my kids are going to pay for it or my kids, kids will pay for it. And that's when the concept of crypto came up again to me and and how Bitcoin was literally made for this exact same situation. And then I kind of got back into crypto Twitter and here I am um, largely invested, not fully, but largely over 50% of my portfolio being in um, what this podcast is about, uh, Reserve Protocol. So for those of you guys who are unfamiliar with what Reserve is, Um, And I hope a lot of you guys start to listen to this pod as we continue to grow our audience and as people are becoming more and more familiar and introduced to what Reserve is. Reserve is a stable coin project aimed to create a borderless currency that would help address the issue of currency devaluation or inflation, especially in third world countries. So this is essentially what the concept of PayPal had tried to be created on. Um, And there are a lot of countries... Um, in in other parts of the world, not North America, um, in which currency devaluation and inflation is a huge issue. So just a couple examples include Venezuela, in which they're getting about 4 million percent inflation on a yearly basis. South Sudan, where it's over 100. Argentina, where it's around 40. uh, uh, The uh, Republic of Congo, which is also around 40. So it's basically a huge issue in a lot of countries and where the reserve protocol differs from other stable coins um, is that its final goal is not to peg itself to the U.S. dollar. Unlike popular alternatives like Tether, which are um, pegged to the U.S. dollar and lots of issues around that, um, uh, Reserve tries to, or it, the, the final goal of reserve is to peg themselves to a diverse basket of assets, as even the U.S. dollar will lose value over the years, as we've seen. Um, How I found Reserve and why I wanted to do the podcast. So as I was talking about earlier, I have a crypto Twitter um, that follows about 300 people um, that I've actually converted into uh, my full-time Twitter now, RSR Ernie. um, That's got currently at the time of recording uh, on September 12th, 2020. It's got about 1,400 followers and I'm hoping to kind of build that. So I'm now being more active on Twitter instead of just following people passively um but anyways throughout this process i came across a twitter account and his name is crypto god johnny and um i was wanting to find out more about crypto and wanting to get into more of these chats so i would see invites to telegram and discord on crypto twitter all the time and i decided to join crypto god johnny's telegram when he first started it there was about 30 people but he was very active on it a lot of people were very active and i love the community aspect of it I love the fact that you could write something on there, and um, and somebody would instantly respond back, and, and you could have a conversation on there. And the fact that you could also leave, go do something like real work or nine to five work, or or go spend time on the weekend outside, um, doing things, running running errands, and you could come back to it two hours later, and there wouldn't be three thousand episode or three thousand uh, messages, and you would be way too far behind to keep up. And so I decided to follow this guy. Crypto Gajani Johnny, uh, follow on his telegram and kind of got really involved. And then he decided to move his telegram onto a discord and made it a paid channel. So obviously as soon as you make it paid, um, there's a lot more, uh, filtering out of people who shouldn't be there and a lot more legitimate people who are there with a purpose to try to learn more and engage as they have paid for that service. I was fortunate enough to be grandfathered into the system. So I didn't have to pay and got this wealth of knowledge, and and just started soaking it all in. And one of the coins that Crypto God Johnny recommended was the Reserve Rights Token, um, which is the governance token for the Reserve Protocol, as you'll learn more about in future episodes. And so he initially um, kind of pumped it to the to the group, uh, and I was sort of hesitant because I read the name Reserve Rights Protocol. What the heck does that even mean? A Reserve Rights Token. What does that even mean? Reserve rights doesn't sound like something that is appealing like Ethereum or Bitcoin, something that I I really didn't know much about. And it didn't sound like something I wanted to know much about. But as he kind of kept pumping the coin and the coin was tripling, quadrupling 20 times, he got in really early. I was like, okay, let me take a look at this. And I went to the website and kind of learned more and saw the, the huge team and the backing and the support that it's gotten. Um, in terms of legitimate players in this space and that's when I decided to um, purchase my first reserve rights token and then kind of get that process started. And once I got into it, I learned that it was still a very small community. As I'm recording this, there's only about 15,000 bag holders in the world. Um, obviously that's not incorporating people who still have their reserve rights tokens on the um, on, on on the exchanges, but 15,000 people holding it in a wallet in the world it's crazy and it was really cool to just kind of uh talk to people on twitter and be part of the early movement there isn't there aren't too many people on twitter that have rsr in their name or have a lot of followers right now i think it's rsr whale who has the most amount of followers at almost ten thousand, and after that there's a huge drop off and there aren't too many people with over even a thousand followers so it tells you it's still a really 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 early um token, uh, really early cryptocurrency, and it was very fun. It kind of felt like I was, um, I currently am, uh, invested in a tech company that started from the ground up, being an angel investor, which I obviously currently don't have enough money to do for legitimate uh, other legitimate stock exchange or private equity companies, and then having the ability to influence and build the community. So this is rather cool in that I'm talking on this podcast, you're listening to it, um, and we're building community and communicating with each other and building more awareness of, of the reserve rights token and reserve protocol and and RSV. And also, as our community expands and more people are into the project, they will buy into it. And that kind of helps our net worth grow. So it's kind of cool to, to be able to start from the ground up in a company that I would have no access to uh, on, on the traditional basis um, as, I, as I don't meet the requirements of an angel investor. And then having the ability to influence and grow my worth by doing something that I enjoy. So this is really fun. Uh, I love engaging on Twitter with all of you guys. And I I love doing this podcast and and setting it up so far. And I hope that I have more and more fun um, as I've reached out to potential guests. and, And they've all been interested to getting on the podcast. And that includes kind of members of the team as well as members of the community and people who are currently using it. So that leads me to um, the next segment and sort of what the future episodes of this podcast will look like. Uh, in terms of frequency, I don't really know uh, a lot of uh, questions and and concerns and and I guess doubts that that I've come up with and, and asked um, that I've that I've received on crypto Twitter is that um, doing a podcast specifically on one cryptocurrency doesn't really allow you the opportunity to do something on a weekly basis, because at some point you kind of run out of topics to talk about. And and, um, especially for something that's currently really new with a super long time frame, um, if there aren't very many updates or very many checkpoints and breakthroughs, um, I may start running out of things to talk about if I commit to doing it on a weekly basis. As a result, I think I'm going to start on a a weekly or semi-weekly basis with sort of the blueprint and the foundation of of what is a stable coin, how does RSR work, how does RSV work, how does the reserve protocol work, who's on the team, yada, 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 and then kind of uh, do it on an as-needed basis almost, Um, although I will aim to still do one to two podcasts on a monthly basis, if not more, just depending on how fast the project moves and how much breaking news there is. Um, in terms of the length of the pods, I will try to keep the ones where I do solo to about 25 to 30 minutes. Um, obviously, this one will be a bit shorter, um, but as you can probably uh, think in your head, um, it's pretty difficult to actually do a podcast by yourself and continue talking without somebody there to kind of bounce ideas off of or, or kind of play, play fetch with and catch with. Um, so, kind of talking to myself. There's only a certain amount of time I can do that for without you guys getting bored, or my throat basically becoming really dry. Um, when I do get guests on, uh, and, and as I said, I hope to get guests on from the community. So that's from you guys on crypto Twitter. Uh, please give me a shout out if you'd like to be on the podcast, or if you know, uh, if you would like to recommend or nominate somebody on the pod. Um, I aim to get people who are part of the Reserve team on the podcast. And it's pretty cool because through this whole process, as I said, um, Reserve Protocol is still really new. So it's pretty cool to uh, to be able to kind of just interact with the team itself. So I've actually got the Reserve Protocol official Twitter account following me. And they've talked about how they'll be able to help me get guys from, from their team onto my pod once I get it up and running. And I've even got the head of business development, Charlie Smith following me on Twitter as well. So I'm very excited as to those potential leads and having them on the pod to talk more about this fantastic project. Um, so when I have those guys on and also people on the grounds, hopefully in Venezuela and Argentina and Colombia, who are currently using the product or, or know more about it, um, to be on the pod as well. And when I get those guys on, um, there's no real cap to the length of the pods. I just want to continue to just chat and and just kind of talk and, and however long it goes, however long it goes. I I don't want to stop it because obviously uh, I'm not doing a TV show. I'm not doing anything that's got a time limit on it. Um, and so even if the pod goes four hours, Joe Rogan style, you can still choose to listen to it in 30 minute segments on your own time. So I definitely don't want to take away from those guests and have our time cut short uh, with them providing more value to you guys and more things that they want to touch upon just because I I limit myself to a cap as to how long I want my podcast to be. in these episodes, I'm also going to say that I am not an expert on this subject uh, by any means. I mean, I found out about this project really late in the game compared to guys like Crypto God Johnny and and guys on on Discord uh, and and also guys on Twitter. So I'm going to explain that I'm not an expert by any means. Um, and I'm just here. This is more so a, a podcast journey for me to, to learn more, constantly learn more about the reserve protocol, um, RSR, RSV, and then kind of see it and and sort of almost commentate on it as it continues to grow and and gain more market share and actually help people in real life um and that's a really cool part of it reserve protocol is one of those things where i can instantly see the real life use benefit of this cryptocurrency and i can see how the increase in the token that you can trade rsr um has no effect on the use of the token rsv um, in real life whereas a lot of other cases um, you see uh, all these cryptocurrencies have the potential and they have a real life use in their white paper but they don't really address what happens when their token increases in price by a hundred thousand times like like bitcoin has right uh, but Bitcoin obviously is a uh, a digital currency, so that's that's technically different. But you've got all these other cryptocurrencies who are trying to be essentially like tech companies with with new technology, which is really cool about this space and all this DeFi and and CFI and and they don't really explain how um, how the increase in price affects the ability to use the token and and its impact on people not wanting to um to sell something or or to or to use something that will increase in value a day or two later Um, so that's really cool about reserve protocol but i'm getting my ahead of myself here this is supposed to be an intro pod and i'm already kind of going too much into why i love reserve protocol and 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 the differentiation between this and other cryptocurrencies i've come across anyways Um, I hope that you're able to uh, understand what this what this podcast is going to be about, um, and that you'll be along uh, for the ride with me as well. Our next podcast, our next episode is going to be about stable coins and what is a stable coin. Um, And and I hope hope you come along for the journey. Uh, As always, Um, Thank you again. And I'd like to kind of plug my Twitter. So uh, again, it's in reserve pod uh, is the official podcast or official Twitter for this podcast. Uh, My name is Michael and my personal Twitter is RSR Ernie. Um, and please, uh, if you go onto RSR Ernie and you're looking for a, a discord or a telegram or whatever to join, uh, I've got a link to, uh, a RSR discord that I've created. And at the time, again, September 12th, 2020, we've got about 200 people in that discord and it's a pretty tight knit community and, and, and absolutely love the vibe of it and the positivity and, and just kind of getting to know each other. Um, so once again, thanks for listening. And uh, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please reach out to me, DM me, or also um, reach out uh, via email at inreservepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and I will see you at the next episode.